0: This is episode three with, as I um, create this episode, I don't have a name yet for it, but I'll come up with something Um, on season two of Wildfire. So thanks for being here and tuning in to the things I have to say. This time, I don't have anything written. I don't really have plan or how I'm gonna wrap this up I'm also getting over a cold so not a cold I got like wiped out with the flu last week so I'm um through that I just it's still in me a little bit so I'm sorry that I'll you know have some congestion but that's reality but I'm on here right now with no plan because I need to get some things off my chest and I need to move some stagnant energy out of my body and I know that speaking about things you know even if it's just sitting here at my dining room table to my phone that's recording and I'll have like two people listen to this um it it matters to me and it help, it's helpful for me to move through this and I'm also going to Try not to be on here too long. I'm hoping I can, um, get out the door and go show up to something that I won't know anybody there and it's just like a a dinner for women and I'm gonna go. So, I wanted to get on here after my busy day and I was processing a lot of things today. Um, and I wanted to put it in my podcast because what the hell, it's my podcast. I can do what I want. (laughs) Um... It's been one month since my final orders from the family court system in El Paso County, Colorado, and it's been a really rough month, and I need to be able to express what's going on, and, you know, so if you're just, you know, on here looking for something, this is this is what I'm going to talk about today, so you know, feel free to follow along and feel free to turn it off, whatever. It's, I don't know, I'm not really, I'm not in a good space and I'm not really here to encourage right now. I'm here to just process my feelings and mostly they're angry and disappointed and really sad. And I feel like this last month has been full of trauma and re-trauma and unfairness and um, grief lots of really really heavy grief um and and uh, in in a in a hard way but validation for the fight that I have because um I I had to report an incident with my kids and their father even just this month after final orders to um, DHS family uh, like child abuse you know neglect um, services and um, another member of my family had to make another report um, and so I'm preparing to talk to DHS um about concerns that I have with my kid's father and you know this isn't nothing new and when I talked to the man who's going to handle my situation you know who's talking me through some things and I was just like this isn't my first rodeo like you know I've made a call I've made a calls to these people like three different times before and I'm trying my best to get protection for my children and I'm being failed. And and mostly that means my children are being failed. And I'm pissed because it seems like everyone in the family system, court system, even these like um, child abuse and neglect hotlines are waiting for a bigger issue to happen. And I have such a difficult time Uh, wrestling with that because I'm just like let me be clear let me be clear you want something drastic to happen to the children before you take their mother's concerns seriously and let's pray to God that doesn't mean that they they're dead like that's what I'm wrestling with and that's a reality that I'm living with and it's not an exaggeration and I'm not trying to be dramatic it's the truth and you know I think if you really know me in my heart you know like you know, that this isn't what I want. Like, this isn't something that I'm looking for. This isn't a fight that I'm looking for. This isn't a, I told you so, you know, I don't feel like I am looking for drama. But part of what I wanted to speak on today is, and maybe like, and I'm saying this because if there's like one of you out there who's like dealing with something like this, like, I want you to know, like, like you're not well you know you're not the only one and this is really like there's no black and white here there's no rule book there's no you know this is the way it's gone so this is the way it's going to go i wrestle with um you know what's reality versus what's what i'm being told and that is deeply rooted in my soul from the years of manipulation that I dealt with by being in love with a man who had full control over me and had full, um really power, even though that's really hard to say, because I know I'm a strong woman, but really he had a lot of power in how I viewed my reality. And it took... It really took me getting out of that relationship before I could even look back and be like, wow, like what the actual fuck? Like, how could I have fallen for that? How could I have, how could I have let that happen? How could I have been manipulated so hardcore on so many levels? Parenting, um, being a woman, um, emotional, mental, sexual, um, my values, my food, That's, I want to do another food one on another day, because that's something, that's a huge one. And I'm finally looking at it. But, you know, today is mostly, I just want to talk about, like, how, you know, and I have theories on where this stems from, like why I allowed this into my life, why I fell so hard for this why it takes so long to sludge out of it and the only real you know person who can validate that is one anyone you know anyone who has been there and it's a select few and I do have friends who have been here in this position I've been in and in you know I loved a man I lost who I was it was hard to get out you know obviously there's more involved way more details way more trauma but that's essentially what it is and is okay so the only other person is my um domestic violence and trauma trained therapist and i've had other therapists and i and i truly appreciate them but I, this one that i have now and she's through the domestic violence center for women here in the area um and i like i have endless gratitude for people who work in that department and who listen to these stories every day and I know every day I know like my story could be worse thank god it's not I know there's like way worse stories out there there are women who are walking through just like utter darkness and you know my story could be worse but I'm trying to not do that to myself like I because I could do that all day long even through this last month of grief and trauma and um worrying about my children you know I could tell myself like I'm not a mother from the Ukraine who's having to like send my children off to be like motherless in a just go just go just go be free like I'm not I don't I'm not there I'm not in a war-torn country like you know I'm not um you know I've never had like a gun pointed to me like there's just so many things that I could say like, that's never happened. That's never happened. So who am I to complain? But you know, I'm really trying to give myself more compassion and just say like my reality and my darkness in my life is mine. And my systematic response is real. And there's no comparing like, you know, my nervous system is more shot than this lady, and this lady's nervous system is more shot than mine, and, and that's not how it works, that's just not how it works, so I'm gonna go ahead and just say that right here, like, I'm I'm aware, I'm aware of privileges that I have, I'm aware that it could be worse, um, but at the same time, I need to speak towards what I'm experiencing, and, you know, how bad it is for me, and um and it's a risk this is a risk to speak my truth right now because um you know i am a part of the court system and this is a public platform and anyone here can listen and you know my ex could listen to this and his family could listen to this and the judge could listen to this it's a public platform but um i can't be afraid of them and i've been so fearful and i've been told i've spoken about this before especially last season like to silence myself and to keep it behind closed doors and to brush it under the rug and it's drama, drama, drama. And, you know, why do you want to stir up drama? And that's exactly why I'm fucking here. Like, that's exactly why I'm fucking talking about this shit is no one can silence us. And that judge 1 month ago today with his big buggy eyeballs and his ignorance and his truly truthfully misogynistic patriarchal background like truly white male you know stick up his fucking ass um face i see it i i always see it now looked at me and said I don't want to be here again. This is a clean slate. So moving forward, blah blah blah. And I like I knew even then I'm just like go fuck yourself. You don't get to tell me a clean fucking slate. Like you don't get to just oh, it's a clean slate. Like you just what? Like brush your hand across the air and I come I just forget all the trauma and I forget all of the all of the battered and broken and abandonment and neglect that my children I have experienced because of this family that I am fighting that you now just handed my children over to you're joking right like that's a joke like I knew I knew standing there I'm just like like this is a fucking joke That you think you have the power to wipe that away. Because not only did you not even justify, validate, and hold accountable, what I'm telling you happened. But now you're going to sit there and, look, I know gaslighting, brother. I fucking know gaslighting. I lived it. I'm aware of it. I know globally what we're all being gaslit about. And I know personally what I've been gaslit about. And you just did that right there. By you telling me that you want a clean slate just because you said so. If you wanted a clean slate, you wouldn't have wrote all those traumatizing sentences and final orders that I have to give to my children's school in order to show what my new custody agreement is. You purposefully hurt me. You purposefully traumatized me because you're in a position of quote-unquote power probably because your dad did this and his dad did this and you just didn't, didn't know anything else what to do but then to sit here and I found out after final orders that this I'm sorry but I'm going there but this motherfucker was the judge for protection orders this motherfucker has the power to deny women their rightful safety this motherfucker gave my ex's lawyer my requested restraining order that I asked for 2 weeks prior and it was denied. I know he gave it to her because she would have had to go digging for this for that kind of information. I was told by the domestic violence advocate and and the clerks in the in the courthouse that when I filed this restraining order if it went through, yes, he gets rights to that piece of paper and everything that I wrote down, but I would have had protection if it didn't go through, no one would see that form. That ended up being a lie because the night before my final orders in my child custody case, his lawyer emailed me my restraining order request. It's not even a restraining order because it didn't go through because they said it was I wasn't in physical immediate danger, not at that moment, but you know why I filed it? because he called me and he sexually harassed me. He called me telling me that he was owed his. He called me telling me I've already done it, why shouldn't I do it again? And he's done this before and you know what's happened after that? He hired his lawyer or he sent me papers or something. It's his last plea bargain to say, you give me this, I won't go there. So damn fucking straight I went and I asked for a restraining order. Did I ask for it in a system that isn't fair to women? Yes, I did, because there's no other avenue to take. But will I leave a paper trail showing everybody that I have requested safety over and over again, year after year after year, and it has been violated year after year after year? Yes, and I will continue to do so. Those people in that courthouse know me. Those clerks in those offices know me by name. After that trial, the week later, I showed up four days in a row, including to the Denver Appeals Court. My presence will be known. I will fight for my children. And you know what? That's a risk. Because that judge clearly punished me for trying to create stability for my family. Luckily, I was able to say I have a last statement, and I asked him if I could read a statement that I had written, and he said yes, and I am surprised. I am surprised he let me continue to read that letter. I read it as fast as I possibly could, as clearly as I possibly could, because the two and a half hours prior, that man on that stand interrupted me, talked down to me, shamed me, lied to me, and he heard nothing that I said. He was looking at his computer the whole time. I have three witnesses who are behind me who have statements that are going into the court system that are saying he didn't pay attention to her. He talked down to her. He didn't look at her evidence. And it was unprofessional and unfair. It was an unfair trial. And I know I'm not the first one and I know I'm not the only one and I know, you know, I know I still have white privilege in here. I get that. And I my heart breaks for women who are talked to the way that I was talked to my heart breaks for women who f- feel like they're that's what they have to take honestly and i don't blame them cuz this fight is rough and it's taking up all my fucking time all my energy i got wiped out with the flu last week and it's not because i'm unhealthy it's because of the stress and the trauma that w- and what it did to my nervous system and i and i dropped and i dro- and i was in the er like i dropped and i know it was because of Everything that's going on, my business is on the back burner, my income is on the back burner. Even you know some days with my children, like I, you know, I have them and I have them for only a certain amount of time now, and I continue to wrestle with it because it's like I have to keep going, I have to keep fighting for them, like bigger picture, bigger picture. But then I look back and I'm like, well, I only had three days with them. Like you know, was I present enough for them, and did I give them enough quality time with their mom? And it's just disgusting how, you know, I mean, I've talked to clerks, I've talked to Sherlock's in the office, I've talked to a couple different lawyers, and I'm just like, what is this? Like, what's going on here? And, you know, when they look at the final orders, they're still being edited, and damn straight I edited them and sent them back in. But I'm still waiting back on them, but what he put in those final orders was traumatized I had to have my friend read it I had to have my mom read it like I'm like I need to know these details can you please read it for me like I can't read this shit like it's too awful and I didn't know that they could put so many personal things in something like that but um the clerks in the in the county um courthouse said you know they've seen they've seen some bad stuff they said but this was pretty bad so you know but, you know, if my appeal doesn't go through, my pro bono request didn't, was denied. My appeal might not go through because it's a lot of paperwork and a lot of deadlines. Um, That complaint with that judge is going to go through for sure, at least minimally. So that way I hope I never have him again. You know, and he's a like part of the judge, the system in uh, domestic cases, and... You know, I'm not ignorant enough to think like, oh, I'm the only one that this... No, that guy talks to people like this 30 times a day. He was irritated when I walked in that room. And it started at 9 o'clock. Like, what do you have to be pissed so pissed off about, bro? This is your job. You signed up for it. You signed up to be an advocate for the people. So you're the one that has to wrestle with yourself and be strong enough in yourself to be able to hear people's stories. And I have a right to a fair trial, whether I have legal representation or not. And people tell me like, oh, that's not how it works. They hate it when you don't have a lawyer, then you fucking pay for it. Are you kidding me? You see my finances. You think I can pay for a lawyer. You're coming down hard on me for my finances right now, but yet you're also coming down for me for not being able to pay for a lawyer. I paid six grand last year for a lawyer just to get through temporary orders. And I couldn't pay for him long enough to get me to final orders. It's a lot of work. Lawyers get paid for a reason. I've worked my ass off to make sure my T's are crossed and my eyes are dotted and my think my papers are filed and and they're filed correctly. And I I mean, like I said, I'm like they know me at the at the courthouse. They know my name. And I wrestle with you know, my emotional maturity in it and my my reaction towards it and, you know, and thank God I have my therapist who's watched me grow as much as I have in the last, like, over a year and and the work that I've done to get as strong as I could to to step into that room on that day and just to get wiped out you know, and she can validate me in saying, like, of course, of course you feel this way. Thank God you worked as hard as you did, and thank God you got as strong as you did, because you'd be even more of a hot mess now than if you didn't get that, you know, than if you didn't work that hard on yourself. I mean, we, you know, prepared, I mean, we handled things like, how could I get triggered? What could I get triggered by? Just seeing his parents, just hearing these lies okay well let's pretend like let's put myself in that situation like how could I get strong how can I visualize how can I breathe how can I you know not let it trigger me I mean we did all that work for months and months and months before orders and uh you know I'm super thankful for the work that we've done and the work that I've done to get strong and I'm, I'm really thankful for the stability that I've provided my children in in keeping them away from him as long as i did and and advocating for them as best as I did and setting those boundaries like I did with his family and i'm I couldn't be more proud of myself, and that was a goal that I had is I wanted to walk out of that courtroom with no regrets, and personally, I have no regrets like i I was on adrenaline and I walked out of there like, okay, there's some wins here. And I, I'm so proud of myself for how strong I stood. And then it, you know, hit me like the next day and I got hit like a ton of bricks, like what the reality was. And the reality was like, he pacified me with a couple of wins and even down to like what he ordered for tax, you know, for taxes and who's claiming who and child support and how to pay for medical stuff. Like all this stuff is ordered. All these details are ordered and I, and reading through it, I I know he knew what he was doing. And I know that he knew, like, when tax season come around, it would wipe out any child support that I got from their dad. And, like, it, it, like if I could figure that out, then anyone can figure that out. Like, if I could look, look at it and say, okay, so he gets to claim both children two out of three years, then what the fuck point of child support is? I know you know what you're doing. You do this all damn day. And I'm onto you now, and I know what's going on here, and you got, and you just fucked me, which means that you fucked my children with your, with your position of power. You know, and my ex, he's... DHS asked me if I had anything nice to say about their dad, and I'm like, no. Like, that's the God honest truth. I have nothing nice to say. And that's not my fault that's not my fault if you if you know me like you know I am a compassionate person and I I find a lot of forgiveness and I find a lot of room for people but 13 years later with this man and actually like taking the veil away from my eyes of you know being so madly in love with him not even really love but you know Mm -hmm. trauma bonding and um so what's the word I'm looking for is, uh, you know, just like attachment styles and, um, you know, things like that. Like, when I have that veil removed from my eyes, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, like, what's was wrong with me? And, you know, it happened, whatever. Now what? And now is, I wouldn't be his friend. I wouldn't be his acquaintance. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't give two single fucks about him but is the father of my children and that's the reality. And, you know, I know I sound like a bitter woman and a bitter ex and I get that. And I'm, and I'm sure that is a reason why I don't have, you know I'm not dating anyone seriously and, and I get that. And that's a lot of work I gotta do on myself because I, this bitterness wouldn't be fair to bring into a relationship. And so I know that. I've come to peace with that. And this is my cross to bear. And I got to work through this. But, man, he is not giving me a chance. And it is just, like, thing after thing after thing after thing. I'm just, like, dumbfounded. Like, what? What did you do? What did you just say? Like, are you kidding me? And it's, like, you know, people who, you know, people doesn't even matter who but people want to say like you shouldn't be surprised anymore and you, you know you got expectations for him and it's like i can't lower these i can't lower these standards anymore and function by living with a man like this not only that but giving my children to him like this if he was a babysitter he would have been fired long ago and i would have made sure he never watched children again but because the world wants to look at him oh he's a father that fucker didn't Fill out any application or get any testing to even become a father. father. That fucker became a father because he didn't want to lose me. And he's admitted that. And that's abuse. Now, I love my children. I would never give them up for the world. I would do this over and over and over again for them. But there's a reality here. And I say this because I need to get it out of my body and because there are a lot of women in the position that I am in, and they are unaware, and people are telling them the wrong thing. And I'm not here for that anymore. I'm not playing small. No ugly-ass, evil dickhead of a stranger, of a man sitting on a podium, can tell me what my story is can tell me who I am of a, of as a mother. No, no ex-in-laws, not law, but you know, 10 years, can hire a private investigator and justify to themselves that they can show up at my house. Oh, oh, we were just, we were just wanted to drop off presents for his birthday. Okay, you have my P.O. box. You know when his birthday is. Every single year, you have plenty of time to put them in the mail. Do you think I invited you to my house? Did Did I don't remember that conversation when I literally never gave you my address and I became a part of the address protection program. Don't you think that maybe you could read between the lines there? Oh, but you wanted to hire a private investigator to find me and then just be like, knock, knock, knock. I'm just a grandma. I have rights here. Uh, bitch, you weren't invited. You weren't invited for a reason. And I told you for over a year, if you want to know that reason, I am more than willing to sit down at a public place with a third party and have that discussion with you. It's your immaturity that wasn't willing to do that. So don't sit there and act like you were alienated. I know you lie. I know you lie to your people while you're sipping on your tequila. I know you lie to yourselves while you go home drunk at night. I know you lie to yourselves when you are in an abusive relationship that you wish you could get out of and I trigger you by that. I know what's going on here and I refuse to let my children be raised by you. This fight is not over. It's just beginning. And every move that you make, just know, I know that it is validating my choices in a boundary. Every single move that you have made so far has shown me that you are Awful people. Awful people. You could have made a different choice every single day, just like their dad. And I've told him that multiple times. You can make it every single day you wake up, you can make a different choice. And I'm here for it. I'm here for the apology, I'm here for making up for it. I'm here for you changing your character and changing your story and looking at the reality. But every single step that you have made has been to undercut and undermine these children's mother. In what world are you the good guy? If that's what you're doing. So tell your story so you can fall asleep at night with your lies and your closet and your skeletons in your closet. But I'm not living in that anymore. I'm out. And now I'm fighting for the children. And your lies don't define me. And when you sat in that, in that, on that stand under oath and you lied and you know that you lied and you know I know that you lied, You're the ones that have to fall asleep at night with yourselves. And you know that I am a strong woman and I am a strong mother and you know I will seek justice. But any day you want to change, any day you want to come to me and say, my bad, you're the mother. I do remember when I told you to leave him because he wasn't giving you safety and security. I do remember that, Melanie. Yeah, he's my son and he's a fuck up remember that conversation. And it has been unfair and abusive for me to pretend like we didn't have that conversation at some point. My children deserve better. These children deserve better and you know it. They are smart and they are loving and they are kind. And that's because they've been with me. And you're pissed off about it. So I live with this this month. I live in this. I cried for four hours the other week because of a story that, not a story, but a reality that Rain told me, my youngest, about what their dad did. And I cried for four hours. And I wept No mother should think that within minutes they could have lost their son. And that comes after final orders. That comes after courts saying that he deserved a 50-50 chance. That came after a lecture from that judge on me. And I'm just like, what? The facts are the facts. Look at the facts. That's all you had to do was look at the facts. But you didn't, and you put them at risk. And here you are dealing with another a mother who is grieving for the for a situation where, you know, it was too close yet again. And I sit here with my house empty and quiet for three to four days a week and it's breaking my heart. And my kids drive me crazy. I mean, come on, like, you know, I'm a mother, I get it. I had them all on my own for 15 months all on my own 24-7 for 15 months, and even after that, it was just, like, a step-up program that their dad had. You know, my kids drive me nuts, of course, and I'm working on it, and, you know, we're working on it, but, you know, they've lost out on their therapies in the last couple of weeks because of the schedule change, and we're just trying to, like, reschedule it and try to figure out, you know, these, my therapists for my youngest are trying to, move some clients around so they can see us when I do have them, which is only Thursdays and Fridays, you know, during the week for the therapies. And I'm looking for more therapy and family therapy and just to make it a normal and make it a normal in our household. Because I'm not going to sit here and pretend I'm a perfect mother. And I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I'm peachy keen those days that I have them because you know, I don't have them, and so everything's, sure, whatever you want, yeah, whatever you want, I'm not, no, I'm a mom, I'm a mom, I'm raising men, and I'm here to discipline, and I'm here to, you know, guide them, and I'm here to set standards for them to live in society, and how they treat people, and, you know, that'll continue, and it it gets undone the other half of the week, and it's frustrating, and I see it, and I see it in my children, and, you know, and, it's just hard to wrestle with and i just needed to speak about it and um you know i'm sorry this is a rough one this is a rough episode and it's a reality and you know if you don't like it then maybe go look at yourself um know that there are a lot of us walking around out there with broken hearts and still needing to function and um, you know, just having to deal with consequences, and, and, uh, and, and living in an unfair, an unfair and a broken system, and they do not advocate for children and mothers, that is for damn sure, and I am learning that the hard way, and I'm sorry if you know this pain, and I'm, and I'm so sorry if you know this hardship, and, you know, you feel like your motherhood is stolen from you. My my children's childhood is stolen. It feels like it shouldn't be this way. And it's another thing that I wrestle with is my ideologies and my, you know, my righteousness and how it should and shouldn't be. And, you know, it's that's something I've wrestled with for a really long time. And I'm working, trying to work really hard on. And but I'm not going to give up. Like, I'm not going to I'm not going to say, like, oh, the system won't let me have a good life. So I'm not going to like that's not going to happen. Like they won't win. I'm grieving right now, and I'm broken right now, and I'm and I'm traumatized right now, but I know this isn't forever, and I know that I'm going to keep fighting, and I know this schedule is going to change, and I know somebody's going to see their truth, and I know that there's going to be accountability held, and I, you know, and I, and I have to hold on to that faith, and I, and at the same time, holding on to every time I give my children away, like, I'll get them back, like, it's something that mothers should not have to wrestle with. Um... So I just, my heart goes out to you. Yesterday was National Single Parent Awareness Day. And I just, you know, I wanted to, my friend my friend told me about it, actually. She's incredible. And she always sees me for who I am and encourages me. And so she told me. And so I was like, okay, something to celebrate and something to be proud of. I'm, pr- I'm proud to be a single mom because that means I'm not in it. I'm no longer in it. I stepped out of it and I had to. And I stayed longer because of the safety of my children until I was going to lose myself in it. And, you know, I continue to hear dialogue from my ex. You know, he has a different narrative about that story and it's really awful and really triggering. And he knows it. He knows what he's doing when he says those words to me. And, you know, but I know the truth. I do know the truth. I carry the truth in my heart because I know I'm a strong person and I I know the truth and You know, the truth is, I mean, you can see it. I mean, I know just because I'm grieving this month and I'm sad this month and I'm down this month doesn't mean that like the rest of the time, like through houselessness and a pandemic and you're looking for a home and creating a job, creating a career and, you know, like thriving. I'm thriving outside of that stupid relationship. And nobody can deny that. Nobody can deny that. So I hold on to that and I hold on to the fact that I know I'm strong and, you know, and I'm working on it and I'm, and I'm, and I'm working on handling this because I, I desire a solid partnership. I desire a strong man in my children's lives. And, you know, I, I still hold on to, you know, I'll find him and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll have that and I'll have a buffer too, even just to have a man between me and my ex you know, just to show a good example of what this, you know, real partnership and real relationship looks like, like, I'm never going to give up on that, and I know I'll trust somebody again, and so I got to get through this shit, I got to get through this drama, because it wouldn't be fair for me to, you know, put this on somebody's plate right now, and, you know, so that's motivating for me to, like, handle this, and handle it, and fight for my children, too, and it's another aspect of it, um, and just for myself, and just for my kids, of course, I'll, I'll be single as long as it takes, and, and and happily so, and, you know, but part of, part of me working on it is because I, I do want to call in, you know, a, a good man, and I see examples of that around me, and my friend's husbands, and, um, my stepdad, and, you know, men who are showing up and don't have to, and, and, um, so I know it's out there, and I'm I'm thankful for that breath of fresh air. And, you know, in a world where, you know, I've, a lot of men have stomped all over me. A lot of men have tried to keep me small. And, and I'm not raising men like that. That's for damn sure. I will raise them better. And all of them, even that judge and his eyeballs and his finger pointing at me and thinking he can tell me who I am, like, okay, sir, all right, I see you. I see you. And guess what? I have two, right here, I have two examples of how I can do better for society and for community and for whoever they fall in love with. All right, I see you. You're motivating me. Not that, that's for sure. Not that ex right there lying with his stupid scarf wrapped around his neck in a super stupid cheap suit that he would never have worn if his lawyer didn't tell him what to do. And his stupid-ass father sitting right there pretending like he's something. It's a joke. All right. I see you. I'm motivated. I'm motivated. I'm raise these men right. I'll do it on my own. I'll do it without you. So, it's my story for the day. Pissed off. Pissed off mom right here. Grieving mom right here. Speaking my truth. You know, if you don't like it, go look in the mirror. And if you don't like it, do something about it for me. You know, fix it, fix the system, fix it for my kids. Or go reach out to a single mom that you know and help her. This, this walk is hard, just because we chose it doesn't mean it's not hard, doesn't mean it's not right. You know, it feels broken because it is broken, because we deserve a family. We deserve two people, we deserve a partnership, we deserve a team. That is the truth and I will hold on to it. And I will do it on my own as long as I can and I will hold weak ass men accountable along the way while having faith that I know that there are strong men out there who are willing to walk into a role that requires them to be strong and know their own truths and heal their own wounds and, you know, be able to lead and guide young boys to be better. And that's why we're here and that's why I'm having this fight. And that's why I'm so pissed off. So thank you for listening. Um, it's my episode on wildfire. And I hope you got something from it. And if you have anything, you know, you want to say, like, I'm here for it. And I hope that you, you know, if you're in this position, like, know that just keep, keep w- waking up and fighting. Your children deserve it. For real. If you guys want to learn a little bit more about me, I have a couple of social media pages that I manage. My personal one is at melanie.marie.liparulo. If you're interested in plant-based foods and lifestyle, um, it's at an herbal perspective. Um, I own my own toxic-free plant-based home and Airbnb cleaning company. And that's at Eco Clean Colorado. And then, of course, follow my page for this podcast at Wildfire Podcast for updates and discussions. See you over there.